Coming to you from a basement in Colorado, these two childhood best friends try to expand their horizons by experiencing the best in art, music, movies, literature, and experiences. These cultural pearls might get trampled in the process, but at least the pigs are going to be happy. This is the Swine Before Pearls podcast with Joel and Trent. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pigs in a Blanket, um, the number one pig-related podcast on the internet right now. Those pearls before swine guys can really go suck it, as far as I'm concerned, because, yeah, we're just the number one pig podcast, so that's feels true. Good. Feels we, good. We have the most episodes. Yeah. We have the most fans. Yeah. And we have the most Steven on production. You know, and they always said it's it's lonely at the top. But honestly, I feel pretty good. Yeah, we got each other at least. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. Till I take over the podcast and push you out and That's okay. You know, it's lo- it's lonely at the top, so I'm gonna be sitting I'm gonna go over to that uh Pearls Before Swine podcast and we'll have a grand time. So I found out about that podcast. It's like three Irish guys and they're all just like talking about philosophy so it's not what we thought it was yeah um, i think we got confused so whoever's got the christian uh bible study podcast we are sorry we're sorry for that pearls before you're, you're okay you're all right in our book but i'm pretty sure we just made that up and that never actually existed <laughs> um oh. so are you ready to talk about the best book ever the best book let's get excited it's the best book it's it's so good. Oh, We're talking about In Search of Lost Time, part one, Swan's, Swan's Way. Way. All right. Oh. So, Joel, what did you think about uh, Swan Before Pearls? Okay. The guy who wrote this book, I have a, I have a little something for you. I know you're dead because <laughs> you lived in the 1800s. But Marcel Prost... You need to learn how to write shorter books, my man. You need to learn how to write, like, write shorter dang books. Like, I'm a person. I'm a real living, breathing person. I have things that I need to do. I don't just isolate myself in the shed in the middle of nowhere and read. This, this, I have to just say, this was not a, this was not a book for the working person, like, who has a life outside of anything else. I don't know. That's that's my initial reaction was this was a really th- tough thing to read both content-wise and time-wise. Yeah. It was it was like it wasn't like just eating a cake. It was like eating a cake made out of cliff bars. <laughs> like it was it just it's like caught in your throat and you have to just keep drinking milk to get it down. Ah, so that's my yeah. initial, my initial, my All right. initial yeah. reaction. Well, I guess I can kind of talk about my perspective on the book, which... Uh, I hope it's a little happier. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's... Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think the first thing I want to say, right, is that, uh, like, we really went about this the wrong way because this is the sort of book where you're, like, supposed to kind of dive into it and take it slowly and just let it simmer in. So I'm not going to be entirely fair to this book. (laughs) Neither am I. And I'm going to tell you that it's garbage. This is trash. It's 
human feces. It's disgusting. It is the worst garbage I have ever seen. It is trash. It is the worst book I have laid my eyes upon and I gave up reading it even though I meant to read it and instead I listened to the audiobook and this stupid guy Marcel Proust thinks he's so special oh I'm going to write an autobiography an autobiography about myself and my stupid walks and then the French people who were around him said hey this is stupid nobody cares about your stupid walks Marcel Proust and then he said, oh, it's not an autobiography, it's a novel. <laughs> Even though it's about a little boy named Marcel and his stupid walks and his kisses from his mom. <laughs> Joel's dying. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to carry things so while Joel How do you actually <laughs> feel, Trent? Oh, uh, oh, it's, oh, it's it's a pretty dense book. Learn how to write a shorter book, Marcel. Yeah, Marcel, did you ever did you ever consider that maybe I don't want to read your book? Why is there seven of these? I got through one, and I when when we first went through it, it was like, oh my gosh, 30, 30 hours on an audiobook. That's kind of extreme it's actually it only 24 but close okay basically yeah but it's it's a lot it's a lot 24 hours is a day of life and like there's seven of these <laughs> are they all the same i'd imagine so so okay. yeah well here's like i i did like a lot of research on this right yeah I did and some too. it seems it seems like kind of the vibe is it's supposed to be like poetry and you know you you really sit with it really let it simmer but like i watched a video called how to read proust i'm glad we need a guide yeah you, we, you do okay book. but here's here's the problem right i watched the video and i was like this is this is literally like the same sort of stuff that like you like at church, they tell you, like, how to read the Bible, yeah. right? It's like Bible study technique. So I actually devised a little game for you. Oh. So I I wrote down some points from the uh, Proust video. Okay. And I, I found a YouTube video about um, doing a Bible study. And I want you to guess which one is which. Okay. Let's All right? go. So the first one I'm going to do is start with prayer. Start with prayer? Yeah. Is that? That sounds like a Bible study. Yeah, that's a Bible study. Cool. I, I wanted to be funny there. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to pray before you. I mean, I started, I started praying before I read Proust because it almost made me start drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Journal after you read. <clears throat> That could have been either one. Proust? That's Proust. Okay. Um, meditate on what you read. Proust? That's Proust. Okay. Um, limit how much you read. Proust. Yep. And then 
set reasonable expectations for yourself and slow down. Proust. That's a Bible study, baby. Yeah. Get wrecked. <laughs> All right. So that's my little. Oh, that's my little game. Thank you. That was a good game. Yeah. I liked it. Because. I mean, that was, that's literally what I thought. Is like, you have to have a religious <laughs> devotion oh, man. to read this, read this book. <sighs> Dude, I was, like, doing the same thing. Like, I was going online and trying to find, is there just a layman version? Is there just somebody who's just a regular dude who somehow st- stumbled upon this book and could kind of, like, graft it for me in a way that maybe I could comprehend? But it's like... No, like most of the people on YouTube, like they're doing a great job, but it was, it was just so, it was all just like, oh, we're all hardcore readers. And it was like, you shouldn't read this book unless you're 30 years old because you won't grasp the highly intellectual concepts and the Aristotelian abstract form of notion that devolves within the pages and the prose. And I'm like, I'm just a dude, and I thought I was reading a book. I didn't know I was start like joining a reader's cult. But, I mean, I think one thing I have to say that instantly, like, struck me is, like, it's supposed to be this, like, critique of, like, high society. That's kind of, like, yeah. it's supposed to be this, like, oh, this kind of, like, cheeky, like, critique of people in high society. But the people that like gravitate towards this book and act like it's like literally liquid poop or I mean liquid gold (laughs) like they seem so snobby it's like the only people reading this are the snobby people so it's like but they're like oh it's supposed to be it's supposed to be uh I'm sure those people at the playhouse that we went to would really like it but they're like it's supposed to be a critique of high society and it's really good because you know, it's calling out the snobs, and I'm not a snob. And it's like, you're wearing a suit. You're a snob. <laughs> YouTube suit, man. You're a big snob. So, yeah, dude. I just, like, it was so, it was trying to be so existential, but it what, what it really felt to me like it was just the ramblings of somebody really trying to make high art and what they thought was high art, and they just, like, convinced enough people around them that it was high art. Sometimes we would walk along Swan's Way, and uh, but mostly we would walk along the Germont Way. Shut up. I don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> okay, there's, there's this moment in the book where he just he's just, like, going on and on about, like, this church and its steeple. Yeah. And I, st- like, I stopped paying attention for a little bit. Oh, dude. And then... Like, I I zone back in. I'm like, okay, what did I miss? It's been like 20 minutes, and I've been kind of lost in my thought. And he's still talking about the steeple for 20 minutes. It's a steeple. What are you going to talk about a steeple for for 20 minutes? It's... <laughs> Did your college professor have you write a descriptive essay and you just you just wanted to piss him off? He just going through on word. He opened up the little th- thesaurus tab. The steeple was cool, magnificent, but also cool, but also had good colors. And now take that and extend it over a hundred thousand words, and you probably have half a Proust chapter. Yeah. 
All right, are you guys are you guys ready for a fat summary of this book? Uh, yeah, let's All right. let's do it, man. All right, so when I was a little kid, it's this is in first per- person perspective. Yeah, because it's I, not an autobiography. It's not. It's no. a novel. It's a novel. Yeah. Okay. So when I was a little kid, uh, I got scared of going to sleep. You wimp. So I would always want my mom to kiss me before I went to bed. What are you, like 14? And one day, I went to my mom and cried because she didn't kiss me before I went to bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she did kiss me before I went to bed because my dad said so, and then she read me books. Yeah, and I felt bad about it because I'm a self-loathing child. And then... We went on walks. And then we went on walks. We went on a lot of walks, and I thought the flowers were pretty, and we went on the Germont Way. The Germont Way. And then there was this dude. His name was Swan. Swanled Duck. Swanled Duck showed up to my parents' highfalutin house parties, and that's all he did. But we get a whole section of the book about him afterwards for some reason. So after we talk about our walks, then out of nowhere, we're... Oh, wait. Let's not forget... T and that other oh model line or whatever Madeline, which is just soupy bread or something or or soapy bread yeah I sponge bread I I have a lot of complicated thoughts about tea and sponge bread mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. it 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 brings up memories or something this I don't know it's those, symbolically important this will leave those intellectuals scratching yeah. their heads okay so then this goofball swaddled duck we we tried transition like 15 years back mm. and he, who knows why we do that it's yeah. just happening it just randomly in the middle of the book where it's not an autobiography anymore. It's about Swan. It's about this Swan. This idiot. He's a loser. He's he's a big loser. At first, he's he's got it in the big time. Mm. He's he's getting together with all sorts of cool girls. Oh yeah. But he- <laughs> <laughs> but then he meets a girl that he doesn't like at first, but then he does like her because um. Because he's a misogynist. Yeah, because he's a misogynist. Doesn't he just kind of like neg her the entire time? I I feel like that whole that whole section where he's like getting with Odette is just like a really crappy like 2012 YouTubers like how to pick up chicks. First, you ignore her and pretend like you don't have any feelings for her and say mean things about her behind her back. That'll get her to love you. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got. Oh, just no, like no wonder edge, I haven't big, got any girls. Big edge lord, yeah. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. What happens after that? Oh, oh she, cheats she cheats on, on him. him. She mad cheats on him, bro. Oh. She was cheating on them the first oh. time they got together. They were caught in 4K, baby. Yeah, <laughs> and then he does. He doesn't really do anything about it. He finds right. out, and he's just like. This is sad, and I don't love her anymore. But then that's about the that's the end of like his section, and then in the next section you find out that they were they were married. They were married. They were married. Why? Why, Swanald Duck? Why would you why would you find out that this girl's cheating on you after the relationship has already gone mad toxic, and you're going to marry her and have a child with her, Swan? Charles Swan, you are a great fool, and you have no self-respect. 
and I have no respect for you. I just like they had this whole bit in there during that whole like s- sequence between Charles and Odette, something about like surgeons and stuff, and like the surgeons of love. And I just zoned out, man. Like, I'm sure there was stuff I was supposed to get out of this, but it's like, it's like fading in and out of consciousness. You know, that's that's what that book is. It's just like fading in and out of consciousness. And then the book ends. Yeah. It's not over yet. Then you go back to the, good old Marcel. Yeah, good old Marcel, good old Marcel. Fell, <laughs> fell in love with the love child of Swan and this great fool Odette. And that's the book. That's the book. And it is a million words. No, wait, that's the whole series, right? Yeah. The whole oh, you series is a million did you words. did you watch that like video that's like a million words in seven minutes no, or whatever? I should have. I kind of. I, I didn't get get a summary anything. of the whole series. We're not we're not circling back to this series. That's no, not happening. I, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm like legitimately sorry, but I also don't care if you're one of our listeners and you really like this book. Come on the show and convince us why it's a good book and a good series. Give us a good reason why I should stake my flag in the ground and die on this hill one more time. Because, you know what, it's, it, it's, a, it's a healthy thing for this podcast because I think we have been very enlightened by a lot of the pieces of media that we have come across. I'm wearing a cool festive blanket to show how enlightened I am. Like... Uh, it's going good you know but i think i think we needed a roadblock and i think swan's way just showed us that you know what it doesn't all have to be that good you know you cannot like something we're not critics too even even things that are universally well actually this is not universally well like it's not it's 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 like it's considered by the literature people to be the best book ever written. The literature deep state elitists who decide I, what's good and bad books. And you know what? They didn't they they put this all up there, but they, you know, do you ever see Bernstein Bears? No. <laughs> I think Bernstein Bears is a better series than this. You know what Bernstein Bears teach you? I'll t- I'll tell you what. They teach you not to be a racist. There's a whole book about the Bernstein Bears that teaches you not to be a racist. They tell you to respect your dad, to share, not to steal, not to be afraid of the dark, how to go fishing. Marcel didn't do any of that. And now I'm just a racist who doesn't know how to fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Good good that you're getting canceled again this week, Joel. Thank you. Come at me. No. I mean, our listener base is probably just like the people who know us. So probably. They're, they're going to cancel you. They they're they're going to oust you from... I'll let I'll let the tape speak for itself. Nah, dude. Yeah. But you know what we should read for our next book? What? The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Yes. That would be that would be a good read. It's a let, good we'll do a break. deep dive analysis on the Very Hungry Caterpillar. That sounds good to me. All right. So like first he ate like the apple or whatever, right? I haven't even read the book. You're spoiling oh. it for me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, where, where's this apple come from? Oh. Where's the caterpillar? Oh, sorry. Does he dream at night, and is, does his mother kiss him before he goes to bed? I need to know these things. No, he's actually in a terrible relationship, and his his girlfriend slash future wife cheats on him, and he doesn't do anything about it because he's a buffoon. Does the does the hungry caterpillar have a magic show lantern that projects in the dark, and then he doesn't realize where he is, even though he's in his own room? You idiot. Um, 
No, what happens is the hungry caterpillar tells you about everything that happens in his life for 20 minutes, and you just space out and wish you were listening to pet sounds for your research instead of... Oh, um, take me back. Take me back to pet sounds. That was like enjoyable research. Man. Yeah, that was that was great. I miss I miss pet sounds. Even Catcher in the Rye, it was like at least it had like a story, and you were like kind of get interested in characters and and motivations and stuff. Yeah, oh, I'm. Man, it's so nice that we get to spend twenty minutes, or no, not twenty minutes, like five hours listening to. All this crap about how Marcel's <laughs> aunt is just this insufferable woman who, like, doesn't trust her two closest friends because she's crazy. No. I th- I really, like, from everything I read about Marcel, he was literally, he wrote all of this stuff at, like, what, the last 15 years of his yeah. life or something. And I think this just goes to show, I think this gives me more motivation to have my own unique experiences to, like, talk about, to write about, so I don't become Marcel. (laughs) Like, Marcel, thank you, because you've You've inspired inspired me. You've inspired me to be better than you. (laughs) But it was like, but it was just like, he was near the end of his life, and he wanted to write this great thing, but he was basically, like, kind of a shut-in dude who just didn't really do a lot. Yeah, but he just like wrote with very vivid, vivid wording, but it just needed to be a lot less of it. So, Marcel, I've got these rad ideas for you. Okay, listen up, Marcel. We're about to dig you up. Yeah, you actually don't have to write about your own life. So imagine this, right? Science fiction. Okay, and then you don't write a billion words. Science fiction, dude. You just you just kind of tell a story, you know, instead of just talking about your crappy walks dude marcel if you had founded the church of scientology nobody would want to join because no one would get through the dang book that you would write to get followers it'd just be like fifty thousand pages long you're wrong what there that's that's why it's number one that's why it's the number one book it's a religious cult it all makes sense these people They've been brainwashed. This is the famous religious. <laughs> they've been they've been spending every day deeply diving into this crap about drinking tea with your modeline, and it created a religious devotion. They have no choice but to worship the great deity of long descriptions. Hello, my name is Marcel. Every Wednesday, we all sit down and we have Madeline. So sit down, pour your Madeline, and drink. Okay. Now, Trent, talk about your week. And then you go talk about like 10 hours worth to describe <laughs> taking a dump. And they were like, Marcel, be praised. <laughs> and that's it. That's Wait, the church. No, that's that's why that's why in the middle of the book it's <laughs> it transitions over to like airing Swan's dirty laundry. Is he was a, he was a member of the cult, but he left. And so now Marcel's just like, okay, I got to stop what I'm doing. I just have to stop in the middle of the book and just out Swan for being a complete simp. I'm not going to lie. I was like kind of legitimately expecting Swan or not Swan, Marcel to just write about taking a dump and just taking up two chapters of my life, killing more brain cells. 
We really need to get some intellectuals on this podcast and duel them because I don't <laughs> think they're going to be able to stand up with our lack of logic. Yeah. What was that? Swine versus swine, swine versus, versus pearl collectors. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like two factions in a video game that nobody wants to play. <laughs> Which part? <laughs> the nation of swine versus the pearl collectors. Which one will you choose? Do you get to the cloud district often? Of course you don't. <laughs> That's a little Skyrim joke. Oh man. Yeah, I I think this book shows that too much too much existentialism. There's just there can be too much, you know? That's too much. There there can be too much art artsiness, there can be too much existentialism. I think I think like you can say a lot in shortness of words that affects people, you know, but I don't, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't really know what this book was made for. It was just, I think it was like made with the intention of being this thing, like this, this fluff snobby piece of work. Like that's the intention it was made for. Yeah. And I guess to that point, it serves its audience really well because some people are really into this. Yeah. I think something that, like, kind of the theory I have, like, an actual theory instead of, like, goofing on this book is that, like, the reason literature snobs love this so much is it talks a lot about, like, the experience of reading books yeah, and how you can relate to somebody through reading and like understand their world yeah and i think if you're like deep into literature like that that might speak pretty deeply to you yeah um and there there are like genuine moments of insight like sometimes he'd talk about like swan's troubled relationship and there'd be something that clicked and i'd be like yeah that's actually that's actually like very true like that I I really enjoyed listening to that one sentence. Yeah. Um that's kind of what I got out of it was like there were like a few sentences and like I don't know. Like yeah, the walks the walks are kind of funny to rip on. There is something kind of special too in a way about just like talking about walking like and what you're seeing and it's kind of like an ex- and it like experiencing every grainy detail through somebody's eyes. So it's like, I, I understand that too. That resonated with me, but it was like sentences that stuck out in the book. Yeah. I think like the strength of it probably is like, I think, I think of this kind of as like long form poetry. Yeah. Um, not, not like rhymey poetry, but it's, it's just like, like people just love, the the flow and the wording um i'm not a big poetry guy myself no i think this showed me that reading is a different experience for some people i think i think i'm a i'm a good reader about things and yeah when i really like a book i can really get into a book but i don't just read i don't read like i eat you know i'm not just like looking to consume this buffet of books and i think for someone who is a consumer of the buffet of books. <laughs> I just thought of a meme. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, mm, I love books. Uh, 
Sorry, my I, my brain just got derailed. I was making a good you point. You freaking swine. I know. But at, for someone who just doesn't like to consume as many books as he can and all this stuff, yeah, it was it was it was weird for me. You know, but I think but I think if you're somebody that reads a lot of books and just can devote a lot of time out of their day to read, it could be kind of like an active meditation in a way, because I saw a lot of people who've read this and are big readers say like, oh, you just kind of get lulled into this like flow of reading. And then it's kind of like riding, riding this wave and it kind of gives you this existential experience. And I can see that in a way, but I would compare it to like you're somebody that likes you're somebody who likes, you know, three minute popular you know rap songs and you're trying to listen to an entire like beethoven's third symphony or whatever all of it you know at once and it's like i don't think it resonates the same way yeah and we were we're a little disadvantaged in it too because like i've i've had like phases off and on of reading yeah but i'm not like a serious reader at all yeah and this this is like very advanced and over our heads and like i think we were destined mm. to kind of be unfair to it yeah i think it's advanced but i i think i think it's almost like needlessly advanced sometimes too you know what i mean yeah. like it doesn't need to be this advanced and i think of you know i i really enjoyed you know i there's a there's a Taoist book called the uh, the Tao the Tao Ting Ching, and it's basically like these proverbs, uh, like old Chinese pro- proverbs from way 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 back when. And they're literally like the book is like a hundred pages, and it's literally probably like five lines per page, you know. But it gets a lot to you about life with like literally just small sentences. And I just keep feeling that like. This is like kind of flex, like Prost was kind of like flexing his muscles a little bit with how he could write, but it's like you can still convey deep things in such a small like fragment of proverbs and not really need to throw it in such a literal marathon. All right, Joel, I have a great idea. Yeah. So in in ten years, when oh, we're no. after after ten years of doing this podcast. Mm. We'll be no. we'll be more experienced readers, and then we'll we'll revisit this and just flex on everybody and be like, I'm an advanced reader, and I really like this book. The tea really speaks to me. The tea is a key element. I don't have Velcro on my shoes anymore. I like listening to 20 minutes about a steeple because I have nothing better to do with my time. I wish books were more like Legos. You know what? Yeah. Okay. Stay with me. I'm ready to hear you. Stay with me on this one. You know how on the box, on a Lego box, it tells you how many pieces there are, how old you need to be to start. (laughs) You know, it it kind of gives you that difficulty level, and it's like this book is rated blah 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 and up. Give me more instructions. I need more structure in my life. If it's gonna, if I'm not gonna get this till I'm 30, just say for 30 year olds and up. I listen to those ratings very well. You know, they're on video games. I wasn't playing M-rated video games when I was 12 years old, you know, because I followed the rules. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> care. When, you know how the, the Legos, like, they say, like, 3 to 100 years yeah. old? 
Are are you gonna are you gonna have like a very disappointing day when you turn one hundred one? Yeah, probably. Yeah. You can't build that. <laughs> you can't build the Legos anymore. <laughs> Batman fights the Joker playset. <laughs> I keep going back to Batman. I noticed. I think yeah. I think I've got something there. But this is this is the Batman podcast. This is the Batman podcast. You, We're gonna talk about the Dark Knight Rises. So. Or we're probably we're probably gonna talk about the Dark Knight someday. I mean, it's a top rated film on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I top rated you. Oh, it's it's also top rated on IMDb. So we'll probably get around to it someday. I wondered what would break first, your spirit, or your glass of tea with this little bit of what was that? Was that flower thing? Madeline or whatever. Madeline. Yes. You you ever watched that? That show Madeline, like that no. kid's show when you were a kid. Madeline. We we had this VHS. Uh, there's this French show called Madeline, and all I remember is that she gets sick and she loses her appendix. <laughs> is this like animated? <laughs> yeah, it's an animated film. For who? <laughs> For kids. For me, when I was a little kid. About losing your appendix? Yeah. <laughs> what did it teach you not to lose your appendix? Taught you that sometimes you lose your appendix. <laughs> your appendix that's, is that's like, okay. a, like a very good friend, and sometimes he just goes away. <laughs> okay. I'm like my 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 brain is like in a in a in a like a mode of I'm I'm like trying to respond to your story, and then I want to go into my Bane voice and talk about Odette. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Odette to me. Well, you see. <laughs> see, now I sound like a prospect. This bit's falling apart very quickly. <laughs> I'm about to say some bad words. Anyways. Oh, man. Pearls yeah. before swans. Yeah. Oh, dude. I just have to say I I don't recommend this book for people. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe if you're, like, full of yourself. Yeah. 10 out of 10, best book ever. If you're full of yourself, go. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to be mean to like people who are like well read and, but also, I hate you. <laughs> if you're well off and you have a good education, screw you. But also, tell us what you thought of the book. Yeah. <laughs> Write it down in the comments. Yeah. On on Spotify. Yeah. You're probably that person from the from the playhouse that was talking about the the elevation of of theater art or something i'm not going to be in this play I'm unless i'm the lead i want to be doing a play without a mask also i love swan's way that would have told us a lot about those people yeah we should you know what okay okay, okay. here's ready. our challenge for for the new year what's up next time we find ourselves in a situation where we feel way out of our depth Let's start talking about Swan's Way. Like we oh, really like it, and see yeah. if we can like catch any bait with just some like snobby people. Okay. Do you do you want to let Let's practice now. Let's see if we can like. Okay. Act. What role do you want? Um. How about you just play you? Okay. Yeah, I'll just be me. Okay. No, I'll be you. Okay. Okay. You're me. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so I like walk into the room. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm probably. I'm like late twenties. I live in a I live in a urbanized apartment area, but I think I'm I'm really something. But I really just like work a really crappy part time job, and I'm looking for acting work. I'm also a female, oh. so and I walk up to you and I say, "Oh, hello." 
Hey, baby, have you heard about Swan's Way oh my gosh. in Search of Lost Time? Oh, my gosh. I love that book. When he just flows his words together, it's like honey dripping out of my ears. That's exactly what I was thinking. Sometimes I go to the park or the museum and I sit with my record player and my typewriter and I write my own poetry while thinking about Swan's Way. Prost was such a brooding and misunderstanding mommy's boy. I would have loved to just just pick out the crumbs between that giant mustache of his with my teeth. Well, baby, I have to let you know, I've been drinking tea with Madeline. Oh! And I read the description that Marcel wrote oh! as I ate it. And oh! it gave me an existential... Excitement. I'm not okay, Joel. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. No. Oh no. Oh no. Well, baby, I think you're going to give me an existential crisis then. Talk existential to me. Oh no. Marcel, you ruined my life. I had a wife and children. I lost everything because of you. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 <laughs> I, think yeah, I think it's time to wrap this up. Okay. So we need to actually talk about what we're... So we trample okay. upon your pearls. Hey, so if this was, if this was a cake, right... And you had to rate it on one to ten. How dense would you put it? I'd put it about as dense as a hobo's shoe. <laughs> that you have to eat? That I have to yeah. eat while he watches me eat it and says, like, mean things about my nose. So I'd give it about a 50 out of 10. Okay, It was great. dense. It was dense in both terms. Yeah. I'd give it, I'd give it a um, 10 out of 10. Would not read again. Nope. Um, Wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, honestly. <laughs> Do you have a worst enemy? You. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did make the schedule for what we, what we read. I was thinking the entire time, I'm like, I hate Trent. I can't believe we're using this book. I hate Trent so much. This is going to ruin our friendship. <laughs> okay. Oh, so dense. this is one of the best books in the world. Yes. How are you better for having read it? I'm better because I wasted 24 hours in my life that I could have very easily used watching TV or picking scum out of the bottom of my toenails. And I'm sorely, sorely sad that I missed those opportunities to do that and read this book instead. So I'm better off with knowing what snobbiness is, I think. Good job. I can spot snobs. Yeah.
So I'm better <laughs> off. I mean, it did, it did actually, like, I feel like my reading level increased a little bit. But it wasn't worth it! What the actual heck is going on, Marcel? You fraud! You hack fraud! I need a real writer to love me and understand me and not force me to spend 20 minutes listening to your crappy adventure and then falling in love with this random kid that your family hangs out with, but you're not allowed to see her because her mom sleeps around with every guy in town. So hungry caterpillar next week. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's talk. Let's talk about our actual upcoming schedule. Okay. So first off, next week we have in the field. Yay! Woo! In we'll the field. The Pigs in the field. Pigs, Pigs in, in the, the field. field. Not Marcel Proust. Not Get me Marcel out Proust. of here. Okay. Boys' day. Boys' day. Hanging in the field. It's gonna and, be exciting. Yeah. And then after that, we are going to talk about. It's a Wonderful Life. Yep. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Big old ho. All right. And then after that, we are going to be talking about To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. You look like you're going to react. I thought we were doing the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what it's always going to be? No. Every week. We'll never cover the Rolling Stones on this podcast. Mark my words. I hope we do. We'll never co- our, cover them. Our two fans in Brazil... Thank you, by the way. I'll learn something in Love Portugal. you, babies. Portuguese. God, okay. You, yeah. well, you just lost them because you can't say Portuguese. Yeah. We had a, a new listener from Brazil and then like Germany or something. Yeah. So We love you guys if you come back. Yeah, please if come you, back. If you don't. Just keep coming back for Funny Yelling Man. He'll be yeah. here. I'll be here. We'll read more of Proust if you want that. I'm sure we can yeah. get Trent riled up again. Yeah, we can suffer through more of this. That'll be so fun. Okay, but then we're going to talk about The Hunger Games, which is a baby book. It's easy. I'm going to go to sleep reading this because it's so easy. It'll be easy for me, like breaking a toothpick. Pretty cool. To shoot bow and... In games and run away. Yay! Fall in love with man who love her back, or does he? Yay! Young adult novel. I, we're we're not gonna be this mean to it on the actual week, probably. What Hunger Games? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'll welcome Hunger Games over yeah. this. No, we this we love Hunger Games on this podcast. We're. We're, we're stupid heads. We're big old Katniss Evergreen stands. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I I'm. I'm going to fall in love with PETA all over again. <laughs> I'm excited for yeah. it. All right. Yeah, well, we need an easier read. We, we need, need a YA easier, novel. We need an e- easier read. And for if anybody hates this episode, which I really doubt you will because we're really amazing. Um, we're, we're so funny. We're just... Subscribe to our YouTube channel. <laughs> we're, just, we're just tired boys that read a really big book. So I'm sure you can find a lot of other people that covered this better. So, yeah, go, go go watch some pretentious yeah, go find literature some YouTuber. Go find the pearl hunters instead of the swine. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This has been swine before pearls. Yeah. Your pearls have been trampled. They have been thoroughly trampled. And we were told. Thank you swines. for listening. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs>
For more podcast information and for more episodes, please go to podcast.swinebeforepearls.com.